Welcome to Yelling About Pate. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Ahoy, hoy! Oh my god, we're back. We're back. I haven't seen you, I feel like, in so long. It's been a month. It's good to see your face. It's good to see your face, let me too. See, let me I'm tell glad you. that it hasn't changed. You look the same. Do I? You do. You I think your beard, your beard looks good. Your I beard just, is full. A sight for sore eyes, Joel. Yeah? Uh, I've been gone for three weeks. Uh, spring break. You gotta do spring break. Do you? Uh, I don't in know, this man. work, in this crazy workaday world, it's crazy. In the go, I don't want to work myself to death. Uh, I was on tour doing some stand-up comedy all over this great nation. I feel like it was that that was an excuse to go and eat wherever. Yes, you of course. That's my life is no. finding excuses to go eat in great places. I will say, I really did it right on this tour because I got Midwest, South. And New York City. So, right. th- so I got three distinct zones. Everything would have been great without the New York City. I could do without the God, New York I City. T- I don't need your negativity I right could now. Do, I, there are other places I would rather go. Look, New York is still one of the best places in the world to eat. Would you rather go to New York eat. City or would you rather go to Pacific Northwest, hang out on the Sound, just eat oysters all day? I mean, that sounds like my ideal thing. Nah. I know your dream. I would dr- rather do it. Your dream is to like live in a cabin in the Pacific Northwest. And not like not, chop not, wood. I mean, not a, not a ca- I don't want a cabin, but I want, I want a home. A well-appointed cabin. Yeah, I mean, I would, it would be great to have like a weekend cabin, mm. if you will. Like mm. a small small little guy. I just want to chop wood, really, I think is what it is. I don't mind chopping wood, um, you know, but I With a beard like that, want. you better not. Oh. People are gonna, If there's wood chopping to be done, you people know, are looking you to know, you, I've, my friend. I've actually stopped in recent years because I've grown my beard out so long. I stopped wearing flannel because of right, the connotation between the two. Well, you are wearing a Carhartt hat, so... It's not helping. I know, right? You look like a capable man. You look very capable right now. I got a Patagonia (laughs) tattoo while you were gone. (laughs) That's a funny tattoo to have it right on your back. Right on my chest. Uh, It's great to be back. Uh, It was a great fucking trip. I ate so much good shit. And it's cool to just like, you know, I was in Milwaukee doing a comedy festival. And it's like, it's cool to go to like a mid-sized city. and like It's nice to mingle with the people. No, not even that. You're just just a big highfalutin luminary from L.A. Well, we are so lucky to live in such a dynamic, you know, the most exciting dining city in the country. Absolutely. And like, it's cool to go to like, Milwaukee's really cool. And it's like cool to see... Like what's going on there? Like they like a natural wine bar had just opened in this like cool neighborhood called Bayview that I was staying in, mm-hmm. and I think they had opened sometime in the last year, so it was kind of like a new thing. Yeah. But I walked through the door. There's two Perones on the shelf, and I was like, I'm in the right fucking place. Did you hit the Perones? No, I didn't hit the Perones. But oh, what, what the, hell? the night that I went there, uh, I didn't have a show, and uh, it was like pouring rain for, and I just stayed in there for a couple hours, getting drunk, talking to the owner, and like. Yeah, it was like, I just, I basically just want to travel the country going to cool natural wine bars. Is that too much to ask? I wanted to, I want to travel, I want to drive the country, because you flew, I'm assuming. I did, I did drive from Wilmington, North Carolina to Charleston, specifically to eat, because I had a show in Athens the next night, so I was like, I'm going to add Charleston in, because I always heard Charleston such a food city, oysters are on the water, and let me tell you, Charleston did not fucking disappoint. It doesn't seem like it it would. It is a fantastic place. I walked around and I drank wine and ate oysters all goddamn day. It only, it only disappointed that one time. What? That, that, that was a different Charleston. That, 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 rip, that race thing. That was a different Charleston. Every Charleston's the same. It's like every Springfield is Springfield. <laughs> you know? I mean, Char- South Carolina is like, you know, you're in the South. Like, there's monuments to Confederate soldiers. Like, it's, I think it's you're weird in the when, South. I think it's weird when people don't consider, like, like Georgia the South. Like, Georgia's very... Like, Atlanta. They're like, no. Well, Atlanta's like a, you know, a cultural like dynamic multi uh you know it's got like it's like got a Flo- lot of stuff going like on even florida is like part of the south you know florida is its own thing florida and texas are their own things florida it's like what the hell is going so, on i guess that, you say california is its own thing too yeah california is the west but it's like california is there, california you have like so many different things i mean like atlanta is like a super 
you know, it's like a global city. It's super diverse. There's a lot going on. But it's also like Georgia is the South. Like yeah. you're in the South. And it's human as fuck. And you're like, Lord, Lord. Oh, it's, it's too my, human. Oh my. It it's too fucking humid down there. Hot as the dickens. I, couldn't, I don't know how people do it. Like, New Orleans, like, if New Orleans wasn't humid, I would just move there. It is so hot here. Oh, God, if I was not oh, so Lord. <laughs> That's why the South has a porch-based drinking culture. Their whole culture is based around drinking on porches. See, that sounds like right up your alley, though. Well, you know. Porch but, wine but it's and a rocking also chair. fraught with racial tension. <laughs> The, the, their storied history of porch drinking is great. Their storied history of uh, of slavery and its after effects not not as good, <laughs> not as good. But you, you think about it, AC, pretty modern invention. Yeah. For hundreds of years before that, you just had to sit on the porch drinking a jewel. That's when, all you had. When I was in New and you Orleans, couldn't take your suit off. When I was in New Orleans, I was just surprised how many places like almost refused to have air conditioning. They're like, that is not right? part of the culture. What is it's just like? It's like oh, there's like lots of windows. Like it's a lot of open space, but it's yeah. just like just humid just air have coming AC. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's soupy. It's it is soupy. it is quite soupy. Uh, but yeah, great to be back in the greatest city it's in the world. It's good to have you back, Los man. Angeles, California, the greatest city in the world. I I stand by that stamp of approval. Uh, I I will say, you know, I got some shit that I could like in Atlanta. I have to give a shout out to Homegrown Restaurant. I went there every single day for breakfast. It's it's one of my favorite restaurants. Is that where you're putting fish on everything? No, it, I got fish and grits. And I was about to say, I don't think there's a place you can get. Maybe fish and grits? maybe pro and proper downtown. Shout out to Sammy, but I just ate I just ate there on Tuesday. How was it? It was great. I love pro and proper. We got to do a big dinner there. I I just did a big dinner. Oh, there. did you? Oh my oh, god! Oh, while I was gone. Yes. Oh, Carl. thanks, I Joel. Have, I have my own life. Who did, did you take your wife? No, me and uh, me and Dave went. It was okay. uh, the day that the Big okay. Moms were Having announced. Having the whole dinner without yeah. Carl. Yeah, with my business partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, did you have we, fish and grits? Is that on the menu? No, no, we didn't get fish, fish and grits. Is more of a good. But we got like Nashville. Like I had like Nashville hot rabbit. We had the collard greens with uh, some North Carolina. I ate so much country, collard greens. Country ham. In I it. ate collard greens every day. In, uh, in we had a night a lovely uh, chicken liver uh, oh, pate yeah, with, that's a, with good one. Uh, a huge sourdough and then like a bunch of like mustard seeds. Um, yes. Beef, the beef heart toast. Ooh, it was unbelievable. Fuck, I got to get back to Rome proper. It was really, really good. I think it's just. I love not, that kind not, of food. Gotten better and better and better. Uh, yeah, homegrown every morning. Uh, crab hash, fucking just like great shit. Chicken liver, fried chicken livers. But yeah, that 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 fish and grits. Shrimp and grits is everywhere now. I feel like shrimp and grits has gone from a southern thing to like the mainstream. You see it on all these yeah. menus. Wait, what about fish and grits? I, I think that's Are the, people I think that's the biggest a, I think it's the biggest thing. What about it? Nobody cares. It's so good. Nah. People love shrimp and grits. People are intimidated by a whole fish on the plate. There's bones. There's an eyeball. I actually don't think I don't I, yes. don't, I don't think so. I think whole, John Q public whole grilled fish is a staple in pretty much every cuisine. Uh, I guess you're right. Literally every cuisine a has a whole grilled I still think or fried fish. I still think some people are squeamish when there's a face on their plate. They, they are, but like... Remember when you but, served but, but the, the, the pig head at the, the Wallace and no was, one ordered it because it had eyeball and the, teeth? The pig head is different, though. That was good. I mean, a pig head is different. People look at fish and they don't even... Consider, like, there's more people up in arms about, about farming practices when it comes to land animals than at sea. Right. Sea animals. You see, like, a, a fish, you're like, oh, that dumb fish, we caught it, and he's an idiot. And for years, I've been saying... That's a fallacy. Fish feel pain in the same exact way that other animals just do. Just like everything feels pain. I mean, you, I mean, you, if yeah, you're, but like when you were little and you're going fishing, they're like, "Don't worry, fish can't." It's like, yes, it can. They have a nervous system. What do you? They can't feel pain. They can't be scared. I think what their point is like that they're too stupid to, to, sure. to like understand it's what like it means. It's like a chick. It's like the difference between like a chicken and a pig. It's like sure, a chicken is a sentient being. It knows. 
but it's also like it has a tiny little brain pigs they're very smart unfortunately yeah those poor guys also very tasty i mean that's their fault that's their fault for having such delicious fat and good meat uh the best meat's in the rump (laughs) the best meat's in the cheek the best meat no it's the simpsons thing the best meats in the room. What, what was that? Homer was uh, like hallucinating. I missed the reference. And it was, uh, and he was, it was like black and white, and he was like dancing upstairs, and like the pig like cuts oh, its own. Oh yeah, he, he cuts goes, his own leg. Goes, the best meats in the room. Simpsons gets yeah. dark sometimes. Dark, dark and great. Still love it. Still a good show. Uh, also ate just so many oysters. So like my my blood zinc level is. No. I will never get sick. You look. You're, I'm powerful. Your, your skin is very very. Collard like, greens and oysters every day. You my look good. God. You look good. The, the, the one downside to Atlanta, I will say, is uh, everybody rides scooters there, so I had to do it. I was there for a whole week. I became a scooter guy against you, my will. Wow. Everybody does it. But the thing is, they have a specially designed little roadway system that's just for bikes and scooters called the Beltline. goes throughout the whole city. You don't have to ride in the street. Remi- remind me to kick your ass later. Bring it. And I will kick you right in the butt. We were driving home from a, a bar. you a booting. At 1.30 a.m. and we just saw a bird scooter fully on fire in the, in the middle of a vacant lot. That is awesome. And I was like, this is somehow a metaphor for America. <laughs> we just That's jumped. where we are as a country right now. We are bird scooter on fire level. I saw here. one on fire in Venice. I've seen one on fire. Yeah. It was in Culver City. Yeah. It's everywhere. I want, I want to do People bird. People hate that. I want to do bird scooter bingo where it's like, did you see one crammed in a trash can? Check. You see one uh, with smit- shit smeared on it? Check. You see one on fire? Bingo. There you go. That's, that's I also saw thing. a dude pick one up in Venice and throw it in the canals, and then he turned and looked at me like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I have no problem, sir. Carry on, sir. So now I that am- you're a bird guy, are you going to be scooting around town? No. Well, because you're—I know you're a big walking guy, so I feel like it's gonna cut into your walking. Time. I am a walking guy. Plus, I don't feel like I want to ride them in the street because you're not supposed to ride them on the sidewalk. It's annoying when you do. Yeah. And like, but there are bike street, lanes, but like, know? I don't want to ride the street. But there, people are doing it everywhere. I mean, it's like part of culture. I will probably—I didn't download Bird or Lime. There's Uber and Lyft ones, so I use my existing apps. Jump and I think yeah. Lyft. I'm not gonna download Bird or Lime. There'll probably be a time in LA where I want to get somewhere. They're actually really convenient. So like. I need to get somewhere and there happens to be a Lyft or Uber scooter, I'll probably take it. I won't. I have a car. Fuck that. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I could just... Two people have already died in LA. You know those numbers are just going up. You know that those You don't want to be the guy who dies on a bird scooter. You know they're like... Like not like there, there's probably been the in, in the dozens, but you know, Big Bird is fucking covering it up. <laughs> big Bird. Big Bird. Also, bird I don't know how much you can hear this, but there is just horrible construction happening by my house. So apologies to the listeners if the jackhammer noise is just, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to staple blankets to my walls. It's, it's a, it's a matter of time before they come for your house. Oh my God. They're going to tear this fucker they down. They fucking tore the house down across from me so quickly. I was like, is my house that rickety? They literally like knocked it with a backhoe and it fell the yes, fuck over. Yeah. I mean, they probably got rid of some like support beams. There's nothing in these walls. There it's sawdust. One, there was one load bearing poster <laughs> and that is it. They could knock this. I could knock this house down in a day with a baseball bat. I mean, we have some construction, you know, we have a construction background. We've knocked shit over with a sledgehammer before. That's true. Uh, you and know, I'd do it again. If this whole podcasting doesn't work out, I'll just, I'll just join the crew. You would look right now. You'd look good in a hard hat. I mean, I'm already wearing work boots. Uh-huh. I'm already I'm hard already hat and a Kowalski. I'm already basically cosplaying like I have a job. You would look, like if, if if you cosplay that, you would look like Zoolander, like when he went back to work in the mines with his dad. <laughs> I do like a good miner look. Yeah. Uh, Bright blue dungarees and like yellow gloves. 
Well, it's 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 good to be back. Construction hell, uh, notwithstanding. It's good to have you back. What so a, much has what happened. A, what, yeah, what have I missed? I feel like I I missed. Uh, what's what what have what you, you missed? What are you even doing? Well, what are what am I doing? I'm just fucking working, man. I'm just slanging sandwiches. Slanging sandwiches left I'm and slanging right. Slanging sandwiches left uh, and right. If you right. haven't been to East Stretto yet, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Fucking up. Making one of the best sandwiches in town. Definitely. I will say. We should give a shout out to Bread Lounge because that that bread is really perfect sandwich bread. The bread is great, great bread. We we love it. It's just uh, just delicious ciabatta bread. I can't can't get enough of it. We eat it all the time. Do you? Every other you getting day. Swole? I would say. You getting swollen? You getting swollen up? Nah, I've been. How many sandwiches are you eating a week? Um, maybe. Because if I worked at a sandwich shop, I feel like I would immediately die. I think I honestly think it's about one a week. One a week? Because we because we I eat like half. Like every now and again, usually okay. I eat a chopped salad. That's what okay. I'm it's or a great I'll, chopped or I'll salad. Make myself something else. Like we'll sure, we'll sure, make sure, we'll cook. Sure. We've been bringing in like you know chicken thighs and we brought Ooh. vermicelli noodles Ooh. and like some nashiki rice. Hey. We have like a bunch of shit that we can make whatever we want. Did you guys make a burger the other day? Yeah, we did. You just you just cook on the panini press like it's a flat I am, top. I am I am so good at it. Oh my god. We have two induction burners, a sous vide, and a panini press, and I have gotten so fucking good at. At figuring it's how all to get you need. Done. Look, I'll give a shout out to Mignon downtown. Mignon is a very cool natural wine bar. Very they have good. it's mostly snacks on the menu, but they have like a steak. They have like more substantial things, and all of it's cooked on just an induction burner yes. and like a little like mini oven, like a yeah. We, we, we've been thinking we've been thinking about getting an oven, but you know. And I, I will give a shout out to this place in New York. That's kind of the same. This place, Ruffian, uh, in the East Village, amazingly tiny little natural wine bar. They're turning out awesome food with just. I think it was literally like two induction burners and like a tiny corner behind the bar. No kitchen, no back room. Everything's done right there. Or some hits. Stuff squid. Oh my god. Stuff squid. All right. I feel like I don't see that on a lot of menus. I did that Is once. Seasonal? I did that once. I stuffed squid with merguez sausage. It was stuffed it. with like white fish and olives. There was no like uh, red meat or pork component, yeah. but it really worked. And the other dish was uh, oh venison terrine. Okay. Ooh, I want to eat more venison. Venison's great. Where do I eat venison in LA? Um, I mean, usually if you see it, it's like venison loin, you know. I know, but like, there should be like a game restaurant. There's a place called that awful restaurant. Awful What's that? Restaurant called Hawk and Hoof. Where's that? Uh, somewhere in LA. I don't know. Okay. Apparently, it's good. I'll I don't. I'll eat know. some guts. I'll eat a spleen. <laughs> Baby guts. Mom, that's feel. Mom, that's feel. That's fucking feel. You know what you missed? Uh, I don't know when you came back because I don't keep up with oh, your life. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I really don't care. You didn't ask me to pick you up from the airport or anything. So it's not like, <laughs> like you would have. I would have. I would have just been like, what? No. Who is this? Yeah. Who new is phone this? who dis? New phone who dis? I would have new phone who dissed you. you. How dare you? Uh, Bib Gourmand recipients for California came out. Yes, I saw. And I have some opinions. Uh, I'd love to hear those opinions. Let's start with Major Domo. I mean, we're going to get into this with our very special guest today because he has a, you know. He's Hot restaurant. A Chinatown guy. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think it's a Look, little weird. I want to give a shout out to the top 10 guests who have gotten them. Uh, Sammy. Sa Sammy Prom Proper. West Grill Tacos, which I think is well-deserved. Steve Rosa Blue. Shout out to which them. Which should have gotten a star. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that's like, the problem. Is that, that's the, that's the problem. They can't have it both ways. If Viv Gourmand is going to be like, oh, these are smaller, approachable, more affordable restaurants, then you can't really give it to Rosa Blue or Major Dome. That, and that's the problem. Or even Broken Spanish, where it's like, yeah. but that's the thing, is that they're saying it's more affordable within their price range. So how do you quantify yeah, that's that? that's the thing. That doesn't make any it sense It almost makes me. it... It, it kind of like you need to stick to one criteria or it's totally because meaningless. it's like weird because they have like burritos las palmas 
and yeah, Major Domo exactly. in the same. And are you gonna make mention. it just like like uh, oh we're not giving you a star, but it's like conciliatory, like oh have a bib gourmand, and it kind of dilutes I almost, for the like, rest if of I was, people. I would almost rather like if I was like broken Spanish or Rose, I would almost rather be like yeah I don't I don't want the bib gourmand. I'd rather just be like okay next year it'll be interesting to see who they give the stars to. I think it's like cool to have your hard work recognized. Shout it's out to all those guys. It's always great. But it's and also they like, always be super does proud anyone of really care that much? And, and you know, we've, we've talked about it at length. One, one person I want to give a shout out to, which I think is deserving, is Subaki. Uh, obviously a favorite of the podcast. Not cheap, but you could go in there and have, eat at happy hour or get one or two dishes and a glass of wine. And that's more of like, an approachable, affordable meal as opposed to doing a big dinner you're dropping, you know. Speaking of Subaki, Ototo just opened. I went last you night. Went last night. So I was at, still out of town when they opened. You know I've been waiting for so long. Seething I walk by it every day. You know, they got, you know, tied up with the city permitting as everyone does. But finally it's open. Uh, if you don't know, Ototo is the sake bar that was opened by Subaki in the space right next door. I used to get my hair cut there. Uh, but now it's a, a much better establishment called Ototo. They got small plates. The menu's fucking rad. I mean, it's like, I feel like, you know, Subaki is, is probably one of my favorite restaurants in the city, but I don't go there a ton just because it's like, you know, it's, it's a little pricier. If you want to have a, like a full dinner there, it's like, you know, it's Well, it's you not like cheap. to eat a little bit more than the average uh, person. I'm a growing boy. I think you Ototo, I feel like, is a place I can pop in for a drink. Uh, or you get just like a snack. couple things, and then you're you feel good. And you know what? I I didn't expect to get was a burger, but I saw it on the menu. And there's actually a cool story behind it. Apparently, this chef was in LA. He was a Japanese guy. He moved back to Tokyo and opened, uh, I guess, a, a mini chain in Tokyo, or maybe it's around Japan, called Moss Burger M O S. That's oh, yeah. Tommy's style burger in Japan. So it's like a Japanese take on Tommy style. So it's got chili on it, okay. but it's like a totally refined Japanese take on, a, on like a, yeah. a, a SoCal classic. Yeah. And it was so fucking good. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah I, I might have to try it. I did not expect to get a burger. The tartare was fantastic. Uh, just simple gomai with, with beans. So good. Sounds good. And uh, for dessert, we got a triple cream uh, cheese with just a fresh baguette. And I was like, this is my favorite fucking dessert in the world. It's savory, <laughs> savory boys in the building. That it's, sounds delicious. It's so huh? rad. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is the summer I get into sake. I mean, yeah. is this it? I mean, so, it's get into it in what manner? You've, you've always appreciated well, it. I feel like, well, I feel like wine, there's like so much to learn. And like you learn by drinking. And that, you know, that's why I love wine. There's a lot to learn. I'm not a, I'm not a huge on sake. There are a lot of sakes that I really do enjoy. I never really was until I tried some sakes at Tsubaki where I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Like this is... You know, it's like wine. It's complex. There's a lot going on, but it's also refreshing. Yeah. So I feel like there's there's a lot to explore, um, and I will be doing that uh, frequently. And I'll, I can I'll catch. Be, I'll be seeing you there. Catch me at the bar at Ototo Summer 2019, or the impending about to be open deck at Bar Vandini, which has also been in uh, oh, limbo with the city for like two hey, years. There you we got go. a lot to look forward to, folks. Um, but also. We have something to look forward to right now. A very special guest. Also, we're gonna we have to throw it to the field. This is our this is this really our first, our first field interview. Um, and as you'll see, it's warranted. So why don't we just uh, throw it to Carl and Joel in the field? Thanks, Carl and Joel. Uh, we're here in our first field interview on uh, location this, this is podcast history we've never done an on location 72 interview episodes in never uh, done it. it feels great and it feels worth it because we're here 
at fucking Howlin' Race Woo! in Chinatown with the man himself, Johnny Ray Zone. Chef Zone, thanks for having us here. Not a problem. Thanks Welcome. We're in the... uh episodes. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you. Nice thanks. Number. Someone finally said it. Yeah. Uh, we're in the HQ right next to your restaurant. This is like your office slash lounge slash uh, merch center. Yeah, slash break room. <laughs> slash break room, slash everything. I just ate a chicken tender. I feel fantastic. You look alive. Uh, you look. You look like right. You're ready. I'm yeah. glowing. You were a little sluggish before. Joel went to move the car and missed the tender. I'm so sorry, bud. That's okay. I'm so sorry. This is great though because, like, I one thing I wanted to talk about was like the energy of your restaurant, and we can like hear it through the walls. Like the the hip hop music's blasting. Your crew is, you know, they're bantering. You can hear them making jokes and laughing. I feel like they multiplied since last time I came here. And there's like 40 people back there. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's no, like it's, a linear back there. Well, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's there's like a guy in the back picking herbs. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, that's our forager. Yeah. Uh, that's Steve the forager. Nuts, you know. I mean, it, it has to do with demand and and uh, us wanting to, you know, make it more convenient for people and uh, pump out more. You know, and now we serve about a thousand, two hundred people in one day. Wow, that's insane. that's insane. Yeah. How much chicken do you go through in a week? It's it's been so hard. <laughs> I mean, like four hundred pounds a day, maybe. Jesus. Maybe even more. That's a lot know? of bird. That's. I mean, that's fantastic. You guys crank it out in a way that I few places I've seen. I mean, and as you were saying, it's like. You're just meeting the demand. I mean, when you jumped from food truck to this, like, did you know it was going to be like this because of the popularity and following of the food truck, or were you like blown away yourself? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I was not expecting this. If if I was, I probably would have like you know opened in a bigger location. I mean, sure. <laughs> we've, sure. We've you know expanded three times the space. So taking it from 500 square feet to 1,000 square feet to 1,500 square feet to now there's an office you know added right. onto that. I mean. It's, it's been this continual growth, you know, and now it's looking at another location and all this stuff. We used to be open only 11 to 4. Now we're open, you know, 11 to, I don't know, 8.30-ish. If you right. get here in line at 7, we still serve you kind of thing. Okay, so when, how do you cut it off? How do you cut off the line at yeah. 7? Yeah, is there, is there some people who are just A guy crushed? who's just like sitting there like, I no, drove no, no. from Fontana. Yeah, we get, Sorry, a, we, we get a lot of that. We, get a, we send out a guy, um, one of our employees, to cut the line off, yeah. you know, and then okay. uh, people will come at him and be like, look, I've driven a long time. And right. we explain like, yeah, let him in right. and Sir, stuff. step back. I have a taser, please. Yeah. Well, no, no taser or anything <laughs> like that. But it's like, you know, he's, he, he's, he's kind of responding. There's that physical body kind of cutting it off. Yeah, but at the same time, though, we are in the hospitality industry and people, you know, if they're trying to get in, it's just not cool when there's only two people in line and they really want to come in at 830 or something yeah. like that. All the other customers see that. And they're like, why are they allowing, you know, yeah. so we don't do you it like that. You have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's hard. we're really trying to make everybody happy and including our employees, too, because it's like you said, the electricity, the energy in the restaurant, you know, right. imagine like putting that up, you know, 10 hours a day. <laughs> I can't. I mean, there's restaurants that I've been in where like their callback struggle, you know, like oh, when yeah. you call out an order and like, like heard. Or you know, right. and you it's like that herd wasn't yeah. snappy. I want a yeah. snappy callback. Yeah, where's right. like my yes chef? You know, yeah. like right. you can like, feel it. You yeah. can feel it from the point. They're working yes so chef. hard. I mean, I didn't even know that was called a callback. Yeah, man. Well, Seventy-two episodes. Worked. I've learned. You've nothing. never obviously never worked in a kitchen. You've I have just eaten in many restaurants. Well, the thing is, like your restaurant, it's to the size where like you can all hear each other like really well. But there's also the din. There's the music. There's the crowd. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah, no. I mean, I it's 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 really a perfect storm. You know, we the energy of the restaurant, the staff, the, the stories between the staff, you know, like that guy Cooper that brought you that tender. Like yeah. I grew up with him. You know what I mean? He was a childhood Shout out to friend. Cooper. That's rad. You know, like uh, guys like Mario, he's been around since like my Lapu Bell days. He, I hired him as a bar back off of Craigslist. That's amazing. And you know, the other guy that I speak Spanish to right there, Lionel, he was one of like my best 
dishwashers at La Poubelle. I love that. And you it's brought like, the whole fucking crew, the whole family. <laughs> just a few of them, but it's like crazy because the team together. over the years, though, you like assembled you them in a van. Yeah, yeah, like like they see they seen how me and Amanda operate restaurants and, and run restaurants, and and you know that's why I wanted to do you know a QSR restaurant is I saw this industry that the, the chefs and and restaurants in general. I saw a kind of shift happening where everybody's a chef. Everybody wants to be, sure. you know, in the limelight and have sure. their own TV show and their cookbooks and right. all that stuff. <laughs> and like for me, why I got into it was I, I just, I liked working on the line. I liked like, right. you know, getting burnt and having like, right. you know, the dude that from Oaxaca. Yeah, the Oaxacan guy, you know, right. talking trash to you in Spanish and you're just Chupa like. Yeah, 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 I'm cooking over here. You didn't even know what he's saying and then eventually you learn, you know, right. like. And you're like, hey, that was really oh, mean. Yeah. I see. But I like you. Verga. So like that, that was, that lure, that, that lore, that, that, you know, yeah. pirate ship kind of stuff. Pirate that, energy. That Anthony Bourdain wrote about sure. was something that drew me to being a chef. Right. So this restaurant, you know, it, it, it has those characteristics to it because that's the type of chef that I am. Hell yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get. Michelin stars or right. Bib Gourmand or whatever, right. you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, be on your top lists and, and right. do $200 tasting menus and stuff. Like right. for me, you're a real man for the people. This yeah. Is, yeah. It, the like, people. I mean, you could do it. You could. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but, but like, I had a taste of it and yeah. you know, like there was too many egos involved and you know, people, it, it was just, I don't know, man. Like when I went out to Nashville and discovered this, it just hit me in a different way where it was like, this is why I became a chef, right. you know? Hot you chicken go out. kind of encompass everything you loved about hospitality, because what connects people together better than great fried chicken? Yeah, I mean, you see our line and the, the diversity of, yes. of how, how many different people from different walks of life are It really life is, in like it. this I mean, amazing, like, cross-section of Los Angeles. I, yeah. I, bet, I bet so many friendships have been forged from people Dude, just meeting in line. there's probably marriages that have been formed. Like, our first date, we waited for four hours, we were making each other laugh, you know, like... We ran out of nothing to talk about. Are there any line marriages that you're aware of? Uh, not in line. Yes, there is. She's okay. saying, there's yeah. a line. We're getting the nod. We're getting the nod. The there's the a line yeah. marriage. That's right. cool. You can't even keep This is our fucking honeymoon. <laughs> no, I mean, it's amazing. That with the, I mean, you look over there, you see all those letters from customers. Yeah. And like, all this stuff, so like a lot of the stuff customers yeah. made for us. And we got like all great, kinds of cool shit Firefighter thing. Have you, know, you gotten like a letter like cutely drawn by like a little girl that's in like crayon? You got that one right there. Save my family. It's on fire. It's like, thank you for the chicken. It burned my mouth, but it was really good. That's great though that like, like you were able to find a singular, not a singular item, but like a, an avenue into the type of hospitality you wanted to provide through hot chicken. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I already knew it like going in, like I need to, I want to do something simple and, and, and that, that correlates with who I am as a chef and, and, and what I believe in, in terms of hospitality. You know, I, I, I worked in too many restaurants where they're so, you know, strict on their food costs mm -hmm. and like they're really trying to hit right. that 26, 28, whatever, yeah. you know, ours here is like 38, you know why? Cause like we hook up people, you got a little room to breathe, <laughs> you know, like, like you can give someone their money back, you know, but you can't give them their time back. So our expectations are, are held pretty, you know, high in, right. in the sense of like, we better deliver and, and, and we're going to deliver. And if we can sense that a customer is frustrated or, or upset or whatever, you know, we're going to do our best. Here's an extra sander. Here's an extra yeah. this. Here's that. Right. We look at their ticket just in fine dining restaurants when you're like, oh, they didn't order the foie gras appetizer. Let's, let's, let's blow them up with that, right. you know, or you fill in based on what they order, you know, and we're using those kind of like techniques and, you know, it's, it just makes for a much better environment, uh, both on the, the customer side and employer side. I think the level of service that you guys provide is something that you just don't see, especially 
especially yeah. in QSR. Like, you know, when in, in, a, in a fine dining restaurant, like people have expectations on service. That is very much in their mind. Right. When you go to QSR, they're not necessarily thinking like, I'm going to have this the kind of service that you provide. Right. People are, people which are is, having an experience. Here. They're having, they're definitely having an experience. I mean, even waiting in the line is part of the experience and getting in and then like how convivial and jovial and, and how happy you guys are. All the callbacks in unison that you guys have. It's like a fucking party. It's, it's a, like a it's pirate a, it's like ship. A in like, party, a merry, like a romanticized merry pirate ship. It's just an amazing level of service that I've I haven't said, really like, seen. I've always said that, and I've always, like, obviously there's so much hype surrounding this place. The line has become its own animal, and people come to it for the first time with all this other context. But, like, every time I've eaten here, it's been so fucking good that it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, sure, there's a lot of hype, but the food and the service always delivers, which I can't think of a lot of places like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I feel extremely blessed to have a staff that stands behind me, you know, in the sense of, like, they, they, they care and, and, and they give a, a crap, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they, they're they not just, you know, That's clocking in, clocking out. Like, yeah. finding you know? employees, right? Finding people who actually fucking care. Yeah, but I felt that throughout a lot of my career where I was like, there's this wall in between the customers and, and the chefs, and you see it populating a lot of restaurants now where it's like these open kitchens and stuff and i was thinking like how can i make it where it's literally like two feet away right. you know what i mean where you hear the callbacks you see what they're doing right and also at the time when we were doing it there was no open kitchen fried right. chicken restaurants because it wasn't it's not pretty it's right. like raw chicken oh, no, it's raw chicken and there's like flour everywhere yeah. i mean you go batter, you go to like, prince's yeah. there's a huge wall they don't even let you pop yeah, your you, head you back pop there your head back they're like, get the chicken get the yeah, head out of here exactly working on the chicken yeah and then That's you go like yeah. even in south central shout out to jim dandy like they have a bulletproof glass window for for their fried chicken right. you know? and you just see this golden like treasure of fried chicken stacked on top of each other and they're passing it to you through a bank teller you know thing and it's like <laughs> that security. is security you gotta keep security up you know uh, it's it is like that is interesting though like you know every cool small place restaurants has the open kitchen now but like your thing is uh it's different because you're kind of right there and forced into this Ours intimacy. Is, yeah, like what I wanted is it's open enough where literally my chef can dab you on the forehead with a napkin if you're sweating so much. <laughs> it's like, you let me get mean? that for you. Yeah. And that's a part of the service. Well, you know? I mean, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the spice level. Like the Howland level is obviously extremely hot for anyone who hasn't been here. Like it will fuck you up. Uh, just know that. And your staff's great about warning people. Like I've seen people get talked down from ordering a Howland yeah. because they think they can handle it and they can't. How many people have you seen just like fuck themselves up? Like maybe coming in with a little too much swag, like I can handle this. Yeah, I mean, luckily, like with the cashier and stuff, being in the hospitality industry, we want them to have a good time. Yeah, you know? you yeah. Want we, we want to, them to enjoy the food. But pain is also part of the pleasure. Pain is pleasure, yeah, for sure. I mean, I get down with the extra hot. I, I had to do a tasting the other day, you know, because we got some new chilies in, and uh, I ate the extra hot like four times throughout wow. a whole day. Wow. You know, just tasting it and, you know, like like confirming that, like, it's. it's it is, on it is extra hot. Yeah. Yeah. This is extra yeah. hot. the right level. Check. Up. Check yeah. the box. This is, I'm in pain. Yeah, because I don't know if you know but like with like taco bell or del taco or whatever how they control their heat levels is they use capsaicin right. which is a chemical and they put capsaicin inside of their hot sauces so if you want to have a hot sauce that's consistently at a certain scoville unit right then you add capsaicin to it right and, or you can use extracts and for us we don't use extracts because they're so hard to digest on your body mm. like right now you know if you had that tender and it had an extract in it you would have this sinking i feeling. feel great yeah, but you if had this. Been KFC, I'd feel like garbage right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's there's so many different things to it, as you know. You know, as yeah. a chef, you, you know, your ingredients are super important. Of you know, and and that's another thing with with spiked food costs here, and it is we're using 
the same chicken that you will find in in a restaurant like yours or 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 somewhere I, else as a as a main chicken. course roasted chicken it's dish chicken. for like thirty eight dollars or whatever. You know what I mean? And we were here we are selling it for like twelve or whatever. That's it is. the thing. We were talking on the earlier segment about the bib gourmand and like you know it's like it seems kind of silly that major domo is in this category. But I was thinking this place actually really exemplifies what to me the bib gourmand should be, where it's like. Like really well prepared ingredients in an accessible price range right. that also provides like a singular experience that's not run of the mill. That's what I think this category should really be. And I I it was think, all over the place. I don't think Major Domo like exemplifies any of that. I mean, it's like yeah. great I, restaurant. See, I, I, I don't like, even I, I'm not, I don't even flinch it. on it yeah. because it's like. Michelin is having such a hard time even understanding LA they, that it's they, like it's it's almost also, comical. Also at the same time like. When you see like well, I, I'm I'm getting what I want, which is yes. like I'm, I'm my employees are happy, the customers are happy, and we're growing and expanding, and uh, you know a Bib Gourmand Michelin thing, all that stuff. Of course, they're not going to want to put us on there because look at already the, the amount it's, of like it's press already, we have yeah, and sure. all that stuff. It's, it's already been know? established. This is already established beyond the scope of what that can actually do for your business. But yeah, it's even not, like even like that article that was just in the Times where it's talking about like this place's relationship to the community. I feel like this is way more accessible for the existing community of Chinatown to come get a $12 sandwich than it is to go to Major Domo and like, you know, have a multi hundred dollar meal. Yeah. I mean that, that article was, I, I, I like it cause it's like, it is, you know, Chinatown is changing and a yeah. lot of these things were already in place like two, three years ago. You know what I mean? But it's like it's kind of like you want to go after you know the people that are changing it, right. as opposed to a small business you know yeah. that's supporting so many lives. I thought that article. I didn't really read it as <laughs> critical of this place. I, I also thought it was really interesting. Of like, when you guys started your business, Chinatown was kind of the like the only place that you could really afford to open such a place. Like that's why I feel like a lot of places were looking toward Chinatown in the last five years because it's not cheap to open a restaurant in LA. Yeah, no, it's hard. And, and a lot of restaurants, how they work is they get investors and those investors want their money back. And yeah. then, and it puts this pressure on the restaurant, you know? And when my father passed away, I realized like, I want to do this on, on my terms and, you know, um, like just try and do it to the best of my abilities, but not have someone else, be my boss you yeah know what I mean? right and and i have to pay them back or sure or whatever so that's that's one big reason but also when you when you talk about chinatown community we are a part of that community yeah, you know there's like i wish there is more to be said in the three years about the hundreds of interactions that i've had with the the kids you know who yeah. come in and order one fry because they know <laughs> i'm gonna give them extra chicken i love that you know like I there's a, the, like there was one day there was like 20 kids in line right with their backpacks super small <laughs> and each person ordered one fry or one cup of pickles which is a dollar right great. and then i we it has to go through the same process so order number 62 yeah and he comes up he's my ticket one fry on there and like they know the, the school knows like yeah, i right. hook them up and and then also like the stories of like there's a group of four um older men uh that walk at six o'clock in the morning um and do their stretches and stuff like that that's awesome. and every time they walk by our window they stop and they look in and they're smiling and waving right right and I it's love like that. like there's so many examples of that or where we give at the end of the day if we have extra chicken we give it to everybody around that's great you know what i mean whether it's the haircut place or if my guys come in with a beard i send them over to that barbershop <laughs> 
I gave her I gave her two hundred dollars cash, and I said, please, if I if I send a cook over, right. you know, make so him wait, slice him up. You know, he's got to yeah. look good on the line. Yeah, you know, you know so the, like so all this, those, doesn't, this doesn't go. Callbacks got to be snappy. Beards got to be lined up. Kitchen, you know, callbacks got to be clean. Beards got to be clean. Yeah, everybody on point. But it's like you know that support that community. I feel like we are. I don't want it to change. I love you. Really build something here, like. You know, you see these people in the line, like this is this is like a thing, you know, that didn't exist before. And going back, like we just walked by the line, not super huge, but people were probably waiting like 45 minutes out there. Does that worry you to like try to forge a connection with the community, the next community that you're that you're going to have to to be a part of? Is that like going to be something that's really in your head? Like, how are we going to kind of encapsulate what we've done here? The future there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that um, as long as your intentions are pure, I mean, like we weren't. We're not, we're not, you know, like fronting. We're not trying to be anything that we're not. We yeah. are Hal and Ray's and uh, the culture of our business and our employees and, and our generosity speaks for itself. So, you know, people can talk and say whatever they want, you know what I mean, Where, whenever they want, but we're, it's not gonna phase us because we know our intentions are pure and we're doing the best job that we can day in, day out. And that's, that's what's important to me. Um, the fact that we are being talked about three years in as a fried chicken restaurant in Chinatown with no street signage or anything like that and you have to know about us to know, that's dope. I, I, yeah. I see it and I, I'm really like, like it's, it's a positive thing for me because it's like, you know, uh, it means what we're doing is, 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 is bigger than, you know, just, just being a little fried chicken restaurant. Definitely. Um, but in terms of like going into a different community, whether we go into say Pasadena or something like that, mm-hmm. we got we're starting from the ground up. We have to yeah. build it up again. Right. We have to build right. up it's gonna our be a regulars. Different, the Howland Ray's Pasadena is going to be its own animal yeah. and, and you who know, knows, bring the same ethos. Who knows but. if it's a Howland Ray's in Pasadena, maybe it's a meat and three with Howland Ray's hot chicken. Ooh, I like you know that what I'm saying? Like it has fried catfish and fried I green tomatoes. Three, we were baby. Just, I was just in the south and earlier on we were talking about like that, that type of food I mean I feel like there's a big demand for it like, there's none in LA who's you know, doing a meat and three exactly and when, when we three. first opened you know there's none no hot yelling about LA. pate exclusive exclusive <laughs> exclusive yeah. that would be uh, you just recently moved to Pasadena right uh, yeah, I got this 1916 house that had asbestos and all this crazy Ooh. stuff. Ah, uh, turn yeah. of the century. But that's all I could get, you know. Like, and I got it, so I'll just grind and work on it and, and get it get it to a condition. And you're an LA guy. You're born and raised. Born and raised LA native. That's why. Just I didn't, like Joel. Yeah. We got two LA boys wearing black t-shirts with sleeve tattoos. Yeah. Uh, Joel's beard's a little stronger, and his his hair's uh, maybe I, a little better. I, I think Johnny would say it's unkempt. It, it, you're certainly not gonna. That's not gonna fly on the line at Howland Race. No. We got beard hairs flying into the batter. I I worked for chefs that would were like no, like Hatfields was like no, you can't do that. You're becoming you be like, you're like becoming perfect. to the point now where it's like you're writing a manifesto about the government. Like yeah. we're at we're at a pretty it's scraggles. We're getting some scraggles. It's getting Rip Van Winkle esque. You may have been trimming it up a little bit. Yeah, it's the summer. Maybe. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. know. I like it. That's cool, though, like, you know, as an L.A. guy to just kind of like, uh, you know, not be coming somewhere from the outside, but just kind of make your way up through the whole yeah. restaurant system. No college, here and- nothing. And just just kind of grind. What's up, Jules? Um, but what's really cool about it is that what I fell in love about L.A. and why, why I'm still here is it's a melting pot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like. Like it's it, you can get some of the best tacos around. You get some of the best Korean food mm-hmm. in K Town. Oh, you know, yeah. That's like my like, hood, baby. Super Jeep, uh, Chosun Galbi. Oh you know, God. those are those are some corner place for the cold noodles. Yeah. Uh, and then and then also like there's spots like La Australia in in Pasadena that like their their caldo de pollo, their menudos, they're so bomb. Shout out. I mean, it's like it's nuts. You know, so you can go from one place to the next place, and it's like it's so culturally diverse, but it's so deep in culture. Yeah. And that's why. 
I didn't think we would be criticized serving Nashville hot chicken because growing up in LA, I was one of, you know, 10 white dudes in a 5,000 student body. Right. Right. So like culturally, right. like where I was, come from. yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I was eating tacos, you know, right. and like, like I grew up in that. You and had that LA experience. So I wasn't even thinking about that. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I was just, I just grew up in, in the diversity of it, you know? And, um, so I, it never kind of crossed my mind and, you know, I can, I can see where, outsider looking in you know can see it and, and, and understand that but you know I, I love this city and, and I'm gonna just keep doing what, what, what I'm doing and, and, and keep staying focused and also try and try and be ground bacon in that sense of like okay now there's 30 40 50 hot chicken spots right alright how many meat and threes are there yeah. and then also like how cool would it be you know to represent Nashville in that sense of showing showing the city of LA you know what a meat and three really is about yeah. you know what i mean and it's like that's that's sometimes it's better to go the scary path and 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 you know like johnny cash before he went out on stage he would vomit out of fear <laughs> every time right, right. He, 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 he was, would think about his brother in the saw he'd be like oh god the saw according to that movie <laughs> but so, yeah i mean I, I guess to keep that like vitality of the performance <laughs> it's like if you don't care enough to vomit then what are you even doing it for? Or you're not you're you're not doing something, um, you're, like you're you're avoiding doing something because of fear. A lot of people will live their life like you know what that's scary. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to risk my whole life. Fear to is the mind truck. killer. You can't live like that. You know. So and, and even Jordan, I was watching Jordan uh, get inducted into the Hall of Fame, a vintage like YouTube video. Um, Shout out to Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what he said? He what said, "Hopefully, uh, I, 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 I don't." But fear and obstacles are merely an illusion. Mm. So it's like he, he he's he's saying like you know his defense was terrible you know like all this stuff but he made those his best assets as a player you know and those obstacles and those difficulties didn't hinder him and he just saw it as like okay you know I just push it away and keep going you know what I mean and I feel like for a lot of people fear and obstacle and diversity and you know like 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 most restaurants the article like that comes out they're gonna want to like bash it you know i'm cool sure. i'm yeah, good no. i understand what i'm doing yeah. and where i'm coming from yeah, as you should be and it's like it's cool we're still being talked about it, you know and I'm, I'm grateful for that and you know like it's it's amazing what's happening but i'm not i'm not gonna spread negativity or, sure. or hate right. towards anybody you're kind of the michael jordan of uh of hot chicken I, 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 I don't know. I think we're, I'm a no, student, I'm, saying, man. I'm, I'm still saying. a student. I'm still learning. I'm still, still <laughs> learning every day. Student every day. Just still trying to get better. In, still making sure that they're tall. Yeah. Many, we don't need to name names, but how many other hot chicken establishments have you actually been to? Are there other ones you enjoy? Are you yeah, just kind of yeah. like, don't I mean, care about that you sure. like still, Are you 100%. actively like pursuing them to like 100%. see so what's out there? In uh, in about 20 days, I'm flying uh, Julian Sanchez, my chef de cuisine, shout out to him, to uh, Nashville and also to my staff members, Kevin Rodriguez and Mauricio, forgot his last name. Uh, we're flying out to Nashville oh, and yeah. I, got, I, got, I got the list, man. I, Aki at 400 degrees crushes it. Congratulations, Aki, on your new spot shout and out. having beer, you know, Yazoo and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I love her to death. Like she, she's such a warm soul, you know, and she let us fly out there and cook, you know, our hot chicken in her truck. Um, the Bishop family at Hattie B's is a great people, you know, uh, providing a lot of jobs for a lot of different people, uh, whether they're opening Hattie B's in Atlanta, you know, like, awesome. like all, all these different areas. What about spots in LA though? Like people that have come in your wake and tried to capitalize on kind of the craze that you pioneered. So to be honest, I haven't had any spots in LA okay, um, that's what I was because asking. I've been kind of like, I, like I'm, I'm just running this. Busy. And also, um, 
I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to like endorse anything because I feel like one Michael time Michael Jordan doesn't wear other people's sneakers. He wears yeah, his own sneakers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Actually, like, he wears like terrible loafers and like crazy wide jeans for some reason. There's been but. things in the past where like I'll shout someone out, just just spreading love, right? And then they'll like repost it on their business and, and stuff like that. And then like Johnny Doan endorses okay, it, and right. it's like, and you're like, I didn't say that, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah, I keep I, I, out I, here. I just said good job. Right but I, 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 I love the fact that you know Nashville Hot Chicken has grown it's to this thing now. this level of popularity. What I don't love about it is when you bastardize something that has so much integrity to it sure. and I'm not saying any of those places are doing that I'm saying right. if I start seeing like hot Cheetos on this and that and right. it's like you know if they met the families and if the families saw that I can't imagine how Andre Prince Jeffries would feel seeing that you know what I mean sure. and yeah. maybe other people don't understand that and but for me it's about integrity and it's also about understanding where it came from mm-hmm. you know and meeting the people from whom that family, you know, created it sure. or, or who have been serving it. Also, Boltons. Check out, you ever go to Nashville, check out Boltons. Um, get their hot fish. Bomb. Ooh, hot fish. Big hot spaghetti. Fish. His Fuck greens yeah. are fire. His uh, green beans yes. are fire. That's I mean, I gotta get to Nashville. He has hot chicken on a stick, which Ooh. is really interesting. Oh, I, I love stick they're doing, they're, yeah. doing, they're doing big they're things doing the down there. Country country yeah, it's amazing. I mean, but like those people have been doing it for years. Right. And you shout right. them out on your website. You have a nice that, list. That's what I'm that saying. Really like, 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 okay, so, and then, so, so meet those people, understand their history, and be able to share their stories. And that's why I am flying the staff out again, you know, in, so in right. But it's great. I mean, seeing where it's from. It's like a pilgrimage. It's a yeah. rite of passage sure. for Alan Ray's. It's yeah. a respect to the OGs. It's like, right. this one's for the Because you know, there's you know, so, so many like, places that open hot chicken. It's like, oh, I can make hot chicken. I can see, I can see a recipe and I can tweak it to my desires or whatever, but actually don't, have probably never, ever, ever been to Nashville. Yeah. I been to any of these places yeah. that you just mentioned, and that that kind of sucks. That you're you're doing something you're doing something a disservice by not understanding the origin of it. Yeah, but know? I mean, you see it with a lot of different cultures and cuisines too. Is like of course the watering down of of whether it's Mexican food or Oaxacan food or whatever, and it's trying to make it appetizable for you know the right. general the public. Yeah. Exactly, and but also if you look at a lot of those, you know, um, are you saying Olive Garden is bad? Well, <laughs> wait a minute. LA just waters down things sometimes. <laughs> sure, sure, and then the reason. Reason why people keep coming back to to you know the the OG spots or the the authentic ones is because people can see through it. Right. You know, I think it's important to give customers and the general public a lot more credit than uh, these big corporations or big companies do. Sure. You know, like people are smarter than you actually think. You and know, people are and, adventurous, especially in LA. Like people are down to try shit, and if it's good, like they'll they'll come back. Yeah, they'll stand know? behind it and support it. You know, and if it's also for a good cause and 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 they respect you know the business operations for it too, then you get even more of a following because you know it's 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 something that's like not just this money machine. You know, right. So I feel, I feel like when you see some of the other concepts or whatever, maybe that's what they're trying to do. And people will see through that and that's fine, sure. you know, but it's dope that a family is putting together their money and opening on a concept because they think it's going to do really well. That's, that's, that's that, true. I mean, we live in America, entrepreneurship and stuff, yeah. regardless if they see it and get inspired or, or are copying it word for word. I mean, there's, there's spots that they copied that exact design, exact, the you place know, in Australia, Helen Jays. No, that was, that's something I'm saying even here too, they copied the exact counter who i'm not no, gonna no, say no, okay. name, no name what yeah, i'm okay, saying okay. though you'll is see like, it when you go there instead of, instead, of, instead of me flipping it around being like oh screw these guys right. not yeah that's dope it's all love it's all love yeah out i here inspired in another another person that design right. is like you're yeah. not gonna send them a C and D. I i give them i give them six months <laughs> that place is going under no, no but they, it's obviously dope they respect yeah and what you're doing has had such an impact that they think that that's a viable business model for them which is actually you know 
invitations to serious form of flattery. It's like yeah, exactly, yeah. And, it, and it's dope. And for me, you know, I'm just in the, in the mindset of what's going to get my staff jived and inspired even further, myself inspired, motivated, you know, driven for the next thing. And that's that's my job as a leader here, and also as a leader of like Helen Ray's. What what is our next step? You know, in right. terms of growth and stuff, without watering it down, without right, sacrificing right. quality, without right. changing what it is you keeping know? the ethos of what it is but also maybe something different like i mean three or whatever yeah and what was really interesting is i was i did a 50 minute interview with the the gentleman that wrote the article and the one quote he said uh, that out of that 50 minutes was uh we're a family business which is great you know sure and thank you for putting sure. that in yeah. there yeah but in that 50 minute interview i also talked about the fact that would we be having this conversation if i took millions of dollars and opened up 40 of these right now right and he said no we wouldn't there you so go. i i thought that was very interesting um that i've refused to sell out hot chicken and sell out Helen ray's right f to open up 20 30 of these sure but by keeping it small and intimate and quality driven look at the different yeah. things so i thought i thought that was really interesting and worth mentioning right you know yeah Oh man, it's, it's it's like a party over there, dude. It's I, like I, in the I, back of my, I'm like, I just love hearing the bass and I love hearing your guys. Just like who, who gets to like make the, the playlist? Outside. Who gets to make the playlist? Because it's always popping in here. So yeah, so I do the playlist. Uh, I collaborate with a few other guys. What I've recently started doing is allowing them to choose off. We have about 500 to 600 songs, and they kind of choose the flow based on the staff and the customers they see in line and stuff okay. like that. And I like that though. You can kind of uh, it changes. You know, yeah, yeah. Because we found adapt. that that uh, we use Spotify. We found that Spotify uses algorithms where they're playing the most popular songs first, sure. even if you're shuffling it. Right. And even if you shuffle it, it will play in the same order. So if you think about how many hours we're in service and all that with 500 songs, a lot of songs do come on again. Yeah, you don't want to get tired of the song. Yeah. yeah. You don't want working at Howlin' Rays <laughs> to ruin Tupac for you. It would be a shame. Yeah, exactly. For everyone or Biggie involved. or some of the you know, like amazing <laughs> artists that are that are on the playlist. Did you play hip-hop on the truck? Uh, we, I had a little speaker, like one of those little, <laughs> like little Bluetooth, Bluetooth guys. Okay. Yeah, it's but funny I mean, though. Like, are every, you putting a phone in like a six? Exactly. Pan? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like every hot restaurant blasts hip hop now, and I feel like it's kind of like a recent, like we're a cool restaurant thing to do. We decided to go full country. We're doing like I love all, that. We're doing like all put on some Haggard Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. Let me eat a fucking Italian yeah. sandwich at a Sturgill Simpson. I was, see, I was gonna do that first, and then when I started doing the the country songs, right, it's too on the nose for you guys. Well, no, I, I was I was yeah, playing Italian deli. I different. love country. I mean, if you guys are rocking we, like all we country play in there, Old Town Road, Little Nas. <laughs> there we go. There like we go. That. That's a good crossover. Perfect. Yeah. But we started with that, and we were like, okay, and we played it, and it didn't have the same energy. It felt sure. like a like a, a bar, like an empty bar. Yeah. Right. right. There's one sad old guy drinking. Exactly. Like, Deborah. He's <laughs> Deborah, come back. I blew it. I want an old sad guy drinking a Schlitz. <laughs> Oh, that's Ron. He's been here since uh, the end he, of Korea. He, he came with the bar, actually. Boy, let me tell you about Korea. No, I, I feel like the, the hip-hop playlist is kind of, uh, in some restaurants, it feels a little tacked on, like, oh, we're cool. But, like, here it works so well with the pace it and the energy. With the staff, it works with the staff and how much energy they have and, like, just... Just everything about that that's that part of the hospitality and the hip. It, it, it's like a good marriage. Like, it, that makes sense. Plus, the line is like people are waiting for a long time. It's like a party. It's like the line is its own and scene. And you don't have a sign, so it's just like listen to the music. Yeah, follow, and yeah. follow and the find beats out. and follow the smell, the smell of in the entire, chicken. like, complex. Uh, 
The whole Far East Plaza just always smells fantastic. There's other, you know, obviously, there's other restaurants contributing to that. What? It's are, that no. that pungent uh, pepper. It, it strikes right through the uh, the cacophony of smells. It's so good. My I, problem is I go home and, and I, you send you I, of it like a fish. And you just smell like oil. Well, when, I, when I work for Nobu Matsuhisa, I'd be butchering probably like twenty black cod a day. Oh right, you were a fish butcher. Yeah, and and, and then I would be doing you know like all these various other fish, whether it's like uh, eel or, or, or right. things like that, and I would go home. Your and wife I, was like, is this glitter? No, You're I, like, these I are scales. Was, I wasn't even with her. I wasn't even with her at the time. <laughs> I, I would go home and rest for like 30 minutes and then go walk to Gordon Ramsay at the London. Oh, my God. Because we, we got a Michelin star there. Wow. I, so while Michelin was still there. Right. And that was really dope for me as a young, aspiring chef to be part of a kitchen that had a Michelin star yeah. to learn how they operate and stuff like that. And I would just go home after that because I would work fish at Ramsey's as well, and I would I would rank like oh. terrible. <laughs> They're like fish guys back. You're like guys, come on. I mean, my clogs had scales on them. Oh, I mean, when I interviewed for Bouchon, Roy Herman has a story that he he did on uh, some award, some you know one of those like thirty under thirty or twenty one. Yeah, sure. Chef, Something there, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, we we got on that award, and um, Roy they told me to pick a, a mentor, and I was like. I guess I got Rory Herman, you know, like, like he's, he's, he's kind of been there for me. And, um, he was saying a story about how on the interview for Bouchon, I showed up with, uh, like bloody, not bloody hands, like dripping blood, but <laughs> obviously, Sir, are you like, injured? Yeah. yeah. And I, I only just have 20 got minutes. Off. I got to get to Gordon Ramsay's place. Well, no, I just got off working at, um, Nobu and he had, you know, 20, 30 skate wings in that day. Oh and he, he didn't buy his skate wing traditionally in restaurants as like his skin off. Sure. And 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 no head and all that. So he bought he bought him whole. Yeah, right. And those things are all. He didn't pain want it to be easy butt. for you. He didn't <laughs> want the, the I, young guy, I, I, fish butcher, to get it easy. But but check this out. You tell any chef, go butcher a whole skate wing. Oh, take boy. the skin off. The skin has these little thorns on oh, it. God. These little tiny ones, and it's like it's a bottom feeder. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. like the bottom of that fish is white, and then the top is like dirt colored, yeah. right? And the reason why it's white is because it has no exposure to the sun. And then the top dirt color is a form of camouflage. Right. And then also it has those spikes on it. And so I was butchering the skate wing and I interviewed at Bouchon with all these cuts. I was originally interviewing for like an executive su- uh, position, right. but I, uh, because of my appearance, he was like, "No, you, you, you know, like you're gonna, you're gonna work, you know, you're gonna work fish entremet." Yeah, exactly. But I was cool with that because it wasn't about. I didn't. I took my time before being the boss, you know. Right. Like I took twelve years. No, you went through before I was you an executive. Yeah, you know. No, you went through. You went through it, and you went through it in a very different time than a lot of people are going through it right now, where people want to jump from A to B. You actually teens understood. these days with their you jewels and their bird scooters. Like, I started off as a dishwasher, you know, prep cook, you know line cook and then working in better restaurants doing garmanger and then fish entremet or whatever and then moving up to meats and then moving could, up to like you butcher skate wing, joe can you butcher skate wing? yeah it's oh it's it's not fun that's why i'd never put skate on the on menus <laughs> i not, like I, I think skate wing I is like a beautiful it's, be, it's a beautiful looking uh, i mean it's if beautiful. You, you cook it on the bone and you arose that you know it's 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 sexy it's pretty good you arose, know? what uh you uh, so you sear it, uh, get some color. You can dr- you can dust it with Wondra or flour or whatever, right? Okay. And then you start in oil, you know, like a grapeseed oil or something like that, a high smoke point. Get it crispy, flip it on the other side, and then you hit it with butter, uh, crushed garlic in its skin, Ooh. thyme, uh, and then you baste it. Arose, arose. I don't know. Do you know that term? Alize. <laughs> Alize? I thought it was Alize. No, I'm kidding. Alize is a really <laughs> bad liquor. more concerned about Alize. No, I, I mean, did you? You went to culinary school? Nope. 
You, neither did I. I yeah, didn't go but to you still school. know all the hot terms. Well, I mean, you got to pick it up. You, you have to. You, you have, have to, to study a lot it, you know? of. You're not. You're like. Hey, you got to. You got to show up knowing what a chinois is. Otherwise, yeah. you're like, who's this guy who smells like fish? Doesn't know what a chinois. Is. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, fuck out of here. Or I mean, imagine I said to you, go grab me a, a four-inch hotel pan, put a, a two-inch perforated pan inside of that, <laughs> right. and then get a china cap and also a four-quart container and two six-pans. Right. And you're I, like, I yeah, know chef. most of that, but I don't know what a china cap is. That sounds like a mushroom. China, ca- China cap looks like a like a like a chinois, but it's less refined. But it's less refined. Yeah, it's less fine. Yeah. Okay. So like you'll strain like your veal socks or chicken socks yeah. in that before you hit it through the chinois. Or you oh, can yeah. hit a Tammy too if you really want to learn it so much, guys. But that's more more like a grainy puree. Good to be here. Is there any part? <laughs> is there any part of the process? You seem like really transparent about everything. Like, is there any like secret to the chicken, or is it there's just layers and layers? Great. No. I so mean, tell us all of your secrets yeah. in exact order no, so everyone so can Great ingredients prepared really well and really fresh. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's your it's your understanding cheap. of it too. Yeah, you know? it's your this oh, is your yeah. way of getting it. Done. Tasting, I mean, when I taste the princes and when I taste the high bees and when I taste the boltons and when I taste the four hundred degrees and when I taste the pepper fire, they're all different. Do they and always they, peanut oil? No, some of them use lard. Some of them mm, use canola. Some lard. of them use. It's all different. You know, yeah. the reason why I use peanut oil is like I like. It's the most similar to lard, to me, where you can have it two times a week. Right. You know what I mean? But if I have a, a hot chicken dish with with lard. I'm done. You know, like I can't sure. have another one that sure. day. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I still feel energized from that tender. I'm jealous. I'm not I'm way a, down. I am, I am I'm jealous. Like, I'm ready to fucking go 12 rounds right now. I've been working. I've been catering all morning. <laughs> I didn't. We'll get you a tender, Joel. Calm down. If, uh, yeah, that really is an, in, an important like distinction and consideration. Like, you want people to be uplifted. You know, people think fried food maybe it's heavier or whatever, right. but like, you want something that people can eat all the time. And you know, choosing peanut butter over lard, maybe that's a pretty smart move. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it works for us, and you know, it, in terms of allergies and stuff, it is a highly refined peanut oil. So okay. if you're allergic to the proteins in the peanut, you know, you can still have it. Like it's it's similar to like Chick Fil A. Right. You know, like some people who are allergic to peanuts can have Chick Fil A and Chick Fil A right. fries in peanut oil. Sure. Yeah. Um, it is much more of an expensive product, and also down to the technique. I mean, as you know, you know, as a chef, like there's so many different algorithms and things to a dish whether it's technique ingredients the person making it the time right. when you're when so you're making many factors. It, so many yeah. when is it served yeah the variables are, are, cons- uh, yeah. are constant and it, can, and it can differentiate between cook to cook yeah you know it just really depends i mean do you is things set on a timer for chicken or, um, are they, or are they kind of just doing the golden brown delicious kind of like you know it's like, funny in in nashville <laughs> when i was doing a, a stage or something like that it was uh Sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I was uh, I was like, oh, how do you know it's done? And they're like, when it floats. <laughs> this was when you were at Husk. No, this is at another fried okay. chicken spot out in Nashville a while back. When it floats. Yeah, and I was when like, floats, oh, dope. Yeah. What about the color? And they're like, when it looks right. Right. When it looks right. When it's that I love perfect that. golden brown. Yeah. There really is a lot of feel. I like, like people's like, storm's coming. could feel it in my knee. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting that like cooking is such a combination of like these exact technical techniques and points and then like there's just that feel. Yeah, know? I mean, like, look, a chicken will come in, and instead of it being like a, a four pound wog or a 2.5 pound wog or whatever. Hey, what's a wog? Uh, without giblet, whole chicken. Okay, I like this. Yeah. I, lo- I love jargon. Give me that yeah. terminology, baby. Yeah. So, so you get a chicken in, and say Something this chicken's fattier. Up and play with, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. bigger. So I mean, it's empty. It's an empty. You should go carcass. watch. Go shout out to Aaron Franklin in his masterclass. Shout go watch that. Franklin. Go check that out. You're gonna You're be doing one it. of those soon. Uh, yeah. Your hot chicken master, Johnny. Uh, I think it's dope that he. They're getting good people. But check this out. Yeah. He he went on there and he almost did it word for word, because he already he already seen that like everyone's doing that that Texas style brisket. Sure, that takes a lot of like you know he, he's worked his 
It's but labor intensive. Uh, yeah. And and, labor and he's worked on that one. I mean, he's even got James Beard nods and all that stuff. And he just worked on that one dish, brisket, you yeah. know? And and it goes down to how heavy the wood is, why that piece of wood, how thick is it? So many you factors. Know, like so many different keeping, things. Keeping that fire going, like the it's, smoke. But it's like, so simple, like you know? Bert, yeah. uh, Bert, you know, Bert, right? He yeah. Shout out to Bert talking, Yeah, we're doing, we're doing an event. Uh, we got an LA Food Bank event. Well, yeah, uh, June, oh, yeah. 29th, June 29th. June 29th, baby. Uh, LA Food Bank, not, not for profitable. Uh, Bert is uh, heading down. We got a few chefs from the Brisket, South. Brisket, hot chicken. Who? I know. Yeah, we got Valerie, uh, I think, or Lark, uh, uh, the pastry chef over there. Um, oh. It's, it's uh, Billy Harris is putting it together for a good cost. For a good cost, yeah, yeah. super. Dope. But he would, he just tells me all these things about brisket because he's a crazy well, person that I love. But, he, but he's that, just like yeah. always this thing, and he, I was like, I've never thought of it. I've never thought that's of that. Single mindedness, yeah. Like, and he's just it's like thing. so, and it's so focused. And yeah. it's like that's such an admirable thing to think about that thing. Just like Franklin, like, like that's one. It's one dish, brisket. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And that's why when you say to me, like, oh, you guys are the best, all that stuff, and I say, I'm a student, because every day I'm learning. <laughs> that's true. And getting better. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, the chicken is the real teacher. Yeah, the well, it is. is It'll talk to you. It'll tell you, you right. know, when it's when ready it's and stuff like that. My, my chefs crispy. always used to tell me to listen to my proteins. Like, I love no, that. Like, they said, let's say, like, listen to the fish. You listen to the way it sounds. Listen like, to the way, like, like when like, I weird. first started grilling a lot and you told me about, like, poking it in the hand and, like, you can tell the jiggliness, I was like, what are you talking about? But now I'm like, I'm pressing steaks. I'm like, this needs a couple more seconds. You can just, like, really just I can. I it can feels like, good when you realize that you've gotten that sense, and you're like, "Oh, I can just tell now." Like when I cooked that, that good. when I cooked that porterhouse in Yosemite over the that fucking oh, open God. fire. Oh my god, this thing was like four inches yeah. thick. It was like, huge. It was forty-one ounces. It was gigantic, and like you just gotta I never, know. But like you have to like move it around, and you have to like you have to touch it and feel meat it sense. and know it and like Use your meat know sense, how much boy. it should rest for. Like it yeah. took me an hour and that's so nuts. An hour and twenty-five minutes or something like that. That's you cook crazy. it in medium rare? Or? I cooked it in medium rare. Yeah, but it was just like. It was a, there's an something to be said me. for that dogged, single-minded pursuit of perfection of one item, and I feel like you guys are like really up there with anyone of of having that. Yeah, uh, definitely, probably, I'd say maybe the best chicken sandwich I ever had. I really like that one. That's that son of a gun. Mm -hmm. That was like a really big like. That was a groundbreaking one. Yeah, groundbreaking. That was the they one don't that get put enough. It, yeah, that was a tribute to they got, they got one a in Oakland, credit, the Bake Sale Betty. So that was like their tribute to the other place, which is in Oakland. But in terms of like just juiciness and the texture and like i feel like you guys have really got it like really fucking down no it's a it's a great is that the most popular yeah, item is, is easily the sandwich, most, popular is the sandwich item? most popular yeah the santa does sell here now i i originally thought like the quarters like if i have quarters are great if i have you guys in here and you're having hot chicken for the first time i'm gonna put down a hot breast quarter in front I'm a of bone you in guy. i'm gonna put it down right there and I'm be like this is hot chicken i just yeah. like the batter's box yeah that's 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 my, that's the go-to yeah. how many you feed how a many, bunch of people and you're like have a wing maybe yeah. what percentage do you think orders hot or what goes medium like of all the sandwiches you sell i mean i think medium medium plus hot medium, are our most plus. popular and and then uh, the extra hot is probably the least popular because they they, they because you just jump to Howlin. Yeah, because they'd rather just get the the Howlin. Might as well than go. Like I'm gonna be in pain. I love extra hot. Might as well have the bragging rights. See, the thing about the extra hot that's dope is like it has these characteristics of the Howlin, but it's not gonna tear you up. <laughs> the Howlin's gonna <laughs> like fuck you up. That, do you have like a spice? The Howlin's above gonna hurt Howlin? you, boy. Yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys do. do. You guys do above Howlin? Yeah. What's that called? Uh, Howlin Plus. Howlin Plus. Who dude, orders Howlin? This is like, this is like I, this is like being at an Apple what? like an yeah. iPhone store. That's no. the iPhone. We got the Howlin. We got the Howlin Plus. And we got the Howlin Plus 4C. Uh, well, uh, how many gigahertz is the Howlin Plus gonna fuck my colon up? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's a 48 megapixel of pain for you there. I mean, that's uh, people are Howlin people Plus. People are fucking nuts. 
What about uh, secret items, though? Because I know yeah. secret items seems like a very Southern California thing to me, maybe because of like the in and out thing, the animal style. It's just like everybody knows about it. So, yeah. You have Louis style, right? Louis That's, style, which is. Is that a secret or is that on the menu now? It's not on, it's like open on the menu. Secret. Yeah. But it's I something mean, that's like ordered or not. Like yeah, a, a yeah. I mean, amount. shout out to Eater. You know, we were getting a lot of uh, secret menu posts and stuff like that. They put out an article where you can actually see all our secret menus okay. at Eater LA. And you guys did a secret menu item for that app that's all about secret menu items off the no, menu. You no, didn't we do that? Yeah, we like to be really in control of, in of, control of your things own thing. that we do, you know. And it's like, like even like we did this one thing the where it was like a type of deep fried grilled cheese. And it just, Ooh. too many people were ordering it. Ooh, it, it, was it backfired. Yeah. yeah. The and, but check this out. Then you, as a, you try and get ahead on it or whatever, and then and then it doesn't have the same pull. Wait, yeah. was there the chicken cheese in it? cheese cools down, huh? Was there chicken in it? No, no, it's chicken. Just grilled oh, cheese, straight uh, up deep fried grilled cheese. Deep fried grilled, grilled cheese, cheese, and then it hits our, our, our seasoning on it. So oh, like it'll be yeah. medium or hot yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, fuck. That sounds fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> But what's, what's cool is like there's a spot pepper fryer in Nashville. They have a deep fried grilled cheese, uh, and then they serve it with the chicken and then uh, apple compote on top. And it's like bomb. like wow, breaded like a chicken great. would be. With, yeah, so it's, it's like, like chicken fried grilled cheese. But it has like the That's, hot like the so hot. So you're batter. dunking it in buttermilk. Well, we don't. I mean, we, we we don't give away our ingredients in terms of our wet, dry, and all that sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, but it's the same How process. Secret? It's the same process as the chicken of the chicken. Yeah, That's awesome. So they're brining I, that bread. I want to. I want to try that shit. That, that sounds, sounds great. That sounds That's delicious. awesome. If someone asks for that, will you make it? Yes, but I mean... <laughs> but don't do Chef, it. This is not... I have a request. This, this right, I want to ask this because this... Jill and I have experienced this taco, so we are on the same page of this heat level. Have you had the chili torreados acusados? Yeah, it's bomb. How much hotter... So the, the, the main heat in that is ghost pepper. Right, And it's right. a lot of it. And yeah. that will... And it's raw. Will, and it's like, yeah. it's like... Well, it's a it's, mix. It's, I think it's braised in it too. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. it gives it that smokiness. Yeah, it has the oil. Once it's kind of cooked down a little... Yeah. Like a raw... So most of those peppers are actually dehydrated, which which kind of cooks them. Okay. You know, like if you take a, a raw ghost pepper and then you take a ghost pepper powder, mm -hmm. they taste completely different. Right. And you can say that the ghost pepper powder is raw, but to get it to that powder state, they either go through a smoke process, dehydration process, yeah. and then grinding process right. too, which kind of warms it up as yeah. well. But then a raw ghost pepper itself has a completely different flavor profile oh, yeah. than the ghost pepper powder, you know? So, um, Do people I, eat raw ghost Like, would that kill you if you ate a raw ghost no, pepper? No, I mean, I, I did a video uh, on a... I didn't post it as a main thing, but, like, I was eating uh, the Carolina Reaper thing and then also a, a habanero and, like, showing the effects. I just started gagging. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you guys have to wear... You know you see that shit where it's like they have to wear respirators when they prepare. Like, do you guys have to do that? Is that, like, a thing? We should, but... You guys are like, fuck it. Yeah, no, like... You make them breathe just, it in more. Yeah. It's like ju God. getting jumped into the gang. Take a whiff after yeah. we make this powder. I mean, it's crazy. When you go down to the manufacturing level of things, like, y you, some of these peppers aren't allowed in certain facilities. <laughs> So like, sir, you can't have that, sir. Put, yeah. sir, put the pepper on the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. like you remember about sriracha and like them, yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Plant and stuff like that. Yeah, and rosemead, right, or yeah, whatever town it was. Same it was thing, like, you know, with these peppers and stuff. And it's crazy because if there's anything that I've really, really learned a lot about uh, with Helen is the whole, the whole process of getting that chicken to the plate for the consumer, and what's all behind it. Yeah, meeting the families, you know, like like uh, David Pittman over at Mary's, you know, like meeting. All these people, all uh, seeing where they make the pickles, yeah, and the processing plants for those, seeing where the pickles are coming from. I mean, like, but on a big scale, not just like this farmers market sure. thing where it's like this, right? I don't You're know, twenty factory foot level thing. scale up. Yeah, it's insane, and and seeing their practices too. Like most chicken farms smell like 
piss sure. and poop. Yeah. <laughs> and like where we get our chicken, it smells like sawdust. Because they put... Sounds like happy birds. They put three feet of sawdust so that the poop and the pee drop three feet down. And when you walk in there, you know, it's like this... It has a completely different energy. It doesn't have a prison vibe. That's not what you want when you go Even that, too, with windows and air, uh, uh, light coming in. Those birds are chilling. You'd be surprised. One bad day. One bad day. (laughs) Not even that. They go to... Bro, they go to sleep. They go to sleep before they're butchered. Wow. They, they They sing them a lullaby. They're singing them. They're just pe- slowly petting. Shh, sleep, sleep. And then, and then you remember before we got on the the thing I was telling you about air chilling. Yes. They're air chilled as well. Most chickens are butchered. They're put into a saline bath. Mm. So when you go to the grocery store and you see that liquid yeah. at the bottom, yeah. that's uh, a salted Ugh. water. And that's the reason- coming out of their, le- that's yeah. leaching no, from their skin, right? No. So the chicken are, are bled. There's a lot of blood. Right. So then they're dipped into a wash, right? And then they're they're. Prepared or whatever, and then put it in a package. That liquid Starts that they're washed out. in, exactly, later on is released in the package, and gross. that's what you see. Oh, so gross. So when you have an air chilled product, it's still washed, but then it goes up and it, it goes on a conveyor belt, and there's fans blowing, yeah. and it dries out the skin, and it takes all that wash out of it, Okay, you know, because it evaporates, and it's not ending up in the package. Yeah, if you're still buying, like, store-bought, cheap poultry at, like, John's, folks... You gotta change. You gotta change your ways. That's not good. I want a better say, life for you guys. Yeah, I'd say even anything, like whether it's poultry or meat or fish or yeah. even vegetables. You get what you pay for. Yeah. You know, but you it, you and that's for. not saying that it has to be expensive. Sure. You know, it's it's just saying like twelve dollar sandwich is, is pretty reasonable. I mean, for when the quality really reasonable. Product, when you cut when you when your food cost yeah. is almost close to forty yeah. percent. You know I what mean, I mean? Like that's like it's wow. huge. Well, we're coming kind of toward the end here. I wanted to, if you know, provide you this platform to talk about, you know, in any way that you want, like. The future, what you want. We've kind of already hinted at a possible meet and three in Pasadena. I know you're a Pasadena guy now, but like, what you know, where where do you want to be five years down the road? Do you want to do you want to reveal any any plans? Do you want to just talk about like you know where you see yourself in five years? Like where you know when you look to the horizon, what do you see? Yeah, man, I see just more more grinding and more development of staff. I feel like as a chef, being in it now 13 years like it's become more about the development of my staff and and the people that are allowing me to do things like this podcast you know like a lot of chefs and a lot of like people they'll do these panels and all that stuff but really like who's holding down their restaurants that's true when they're doing these podcasts right. our restaurants who's in charge over? right now oh my god that's oh, what i'm saying fine, it's fine, it's that's what i'm saying it. though it's like so for me in the future you know i really want to take care of these people and take care of my employees like even better than i am now you see the, the energy is dope and yeah. it's working and they're happy but how can I be even better of a boss? How can I give them even more as as as, as a as a leader? Yeah. Where where they like, this is the first job where I've had three different members of my staff have babies in a short period of time. Oh my god! <clears throat> Michael Cooper, Louis Silva, Mario Aguilar—they've all had babies in the past, like I don't know, month or two. Oh, that's brutal. Oh wow, that is brutal. So I don't know what was going on like ten months ago, <laughs> <laughs> but like all of them had it at the same Some time. So I, they I, all I, ate I, the same <laughs> batch of extra hot. <laughs> right. They brought that virility back, back like to their wives. You remember? I, I can't. I canceled our first our first podcast, right? Right. Like that was two days ago. Days I was ago, like, yeah. I can't. I'm so sorry. I can't right. make it. Yeah, you're. And why? It was because. I was covering for some of the dudes that were having babies. Yeah, you know? Hey, totally so, like, understood. But so, you're here. You're here to do that. Yeah, you're hands-on where you're like, yeah, oh. and, and that's why, the, the, but it's because that's what makes me happy. You know, money isn't, isn't 
at all what makes me happy. I've had it in the past. I've ran restaurants that paid me three, what is it, six-figure incomes, and I wasn't as happy. Maybe I'm making less here, but I'm more happy because I'm providing jobs to people, and I'm challenged as a boss, and I'm also doing something in the city that you know, the city can get behind, you know, yeah. like the people can stand up sure. and, and be like, I support that, you know, cause they like what we're doing and they respect the, the, the institution that we, we're working to be. So for the future, you know, how can I get better at that? How can I, you know, improve the techniques and implement the systems within the restaurant? How can I broaden our ability to serve more people? Because obviously there's demand for it. Um, and how can I do that while maintaining if not improving the quality of what we're doing by having more buying power as a chef, as a businessman. Right. Because now I can be like, yeah, we're going through 400 a day. We're going through 800 a day now. So those better be spec'd out like perfectly, you know, so that it is more of a consistent product. So you don't have chicken that's coming in two pounds, four pounds. That's one of the dudes that had the baby, Mario Aguilar. Hey, right congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Mario. Congratulations, Mario. Shout out to Mario. Proud Papa over here. Yeah, oh, he's good. <laughs> Low key though, like he's one of the best dads that I've seen come out of restaurants, you know? There you go. His kids are like so, so, oh. you know, I say that all the time though, but like his kids are so well-mannered and like proper. And it's like, you wouldn't guess that this guy's grinding 13 hours a day. That's, that's awesome. You know that what I mean? Ass. Like that's, 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 awesome. that's what it is. So the future, it's a fucking family here. That's what I'm saying. But the future, so, make, expand the family. Yeah, exactly. And then grow it and then take care of the people that, you know, are, are, are taking care of Howland right now and taking care of, you know, our customers and. And you know my sanity. Well, that's admirable, <laughs> and I feel like you've uh, you've built something special. And uh, obviously, it's you know because you've approached it with that mentality. Um, well, thanks for having us in, man. Yeah, it's thanks, so cool to see the, the the HQ and kind of just get a feel for behind the scenes of one of uh, LA's true uh, phenoms. You know, a yeah. food phenomenon. Well, it's a not phenom anymore. It's an institution. Of institution. LA. I would say it's, it's transferred. To what year did you open uh, uh, the brick and mortar? So about three years ago. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's I'd crazy. say institution at this point. Yeah, it's an institution. It's an institution. It's a pillar of the community. There you go. One might say. Uh, I think we should fucking go get some chicken. We I'm, should do. I will never say no. Uh, that tender just got me. Mm, I got the I got the pepper in my blood. <laughs> oh, what? That wasn't. What spice level was that? It's probably like mild. Okay. Because I was mild. like, I was like, I've been into it. And I was like, I didn't ask. Uh oh. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, it was, was covered, covered in, in cheese. cheese. That yeah. was great. It was, it was also covered. As for in the cheese. secret off-menu item, the Carl, it's a single tender covered in cheese. <laughs> and then uh, wait with the little kids with their backpacks, and he'll give you fries and free chicken. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start coming with those kids with a backpack. You're like, yeah, like, you look a little too old. These are my friends. I'm just hanging out after school with them. You what know what's you, funny what is you uh, one of the Lakers, uh, Andrew Bynum, was actually in line when oh, those yeah? kids were in line. Right. And I don't know, he's six foot seven. They didn't give a nine. shit about yeah. him. They just care about the chicken. I, I so wish I could have took a photo of him standing next to these kids. Because these he's kids, just like massive. Well, the kids are like three feet tall. Right. Of course. And That's then you so got a six funny. foot nine <laughs> dude. Right he's almost like seven feet tall. I don't he's know. Huge. I, thought, I wish I could have took a photo of him. That's awesome. Because like that, how LA is that? Yeah, exactly. You have an ex-Laker and a future, you know, like basketball, you know, kid that just loves it. It has a basketball in his hands. I mean, how beautiful is If that? you want to so see right. a cross-section of what makes a city great, you fucking come to the line at Howland Race. Yeah. Uh, Chef, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no thank, thank you so much. It's man. been a yeah, goddamn a pleasure. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, ha if you live in L.A. and you haven't been to Howland Race, you're definitely fucking up. Yeah. And uh, if you don't live in L.A., you're fucking up. I'm sorry. You're fucked up. Get out you're of here. You're already fucked up. Add to the line. Uh, it's, it's one of these special places that makes L.A. the most exciting dining city in the country as we all know yes. it is um well thanks again for joining us yeah, thanks so much and, uh why don't we go get some fucking chicken let's do it